From Advisory Board, we're bringing you a radio advisory. My name is Rachel Woods. You can call me Ray. This week, we're launching our second series. This time, we're focusing on all of the different aspects of leadership that you're thinking about right now, the things that will allow you to navigate this pandemic and beyond. You may have remembered we did an episode on leadership with my colleague, Craig Pierner. He's going to be back to lead you through some of the top questions that healthcare executives are facing right now. Craig, take it away. Thanks, Ray. Hi, everyone. I'm Craig Pierner. I lead the advisory board's talent development team, and I'll be your host for this radio advisory mini-series on leadership, where we'll engage in leadership education and dialogue. Our first few episodes will focus, no surprise here, on COVID-19 and some of the leadership attitudes and behaviors most critical right now. Today's topic, uncertainty. There is a Chinese curse which says, may he live in interesting times. Like it or not, we live in interesting times. They are that was Robert F. Kennedy in Cape Town in June 1966, making a famous address known as his Ripple of Hope speech. And wow, does that idea ring true more than ever. While volatility, complexity, and ambiguity have been used to describe the healthcare industry of the past few years, with COVID-19, the word we keep hearing to describe the situations healthcare leaders at all levels have found themselves navigating across the past few weeks is unprecedented. And it seems that the uncertainty of this moment may not flatten with the curve. The next few weeks, if not months, are bound to be full of situations with finances, the workforce, judgments about when to resume normal procedures that have no clear right answer. To say the least, it is an interesting time to lead in healthcare. So, how do we navigate this? I'm joined today by two advisory board leadership development experts to engage in leadership education and a dialogue about that question. Combined, they have over 40 years working in and with hospitals and health systems. Joining me on the phone first is Karen Schulek. Karen, a senior director with Advisory Board Talent Development, has been with the firm for almost 20 years, joining us after starting her career in telecommunications. Throughout that tenure, she has supported health system leadership teams. Hey, Karen, it's great to have you. Hi, Craig. Thanks so much for inviting me to the podcast today. And Karen, one reason I'm especially happy to have you on the program is that your perspective on this question of how to lead amid uncertainty is informed by a global experience. Uh, as I understand it, you split your time between Europe and the United States. Yeah, that's right, Craig. So my home bases are Bratislava, Slovakia, which is right in the middle of Europe, about 40 miles from Vienna, Austria. And then uh, Washington, D.C., and possibly most accurate, 38,000 feet up for the last two decades. Hmm. The one thing that really surprised me working across so many different types of health system infrastructures is that the issues and challenges which health system leaders have around the world, they're far more similar than they are different. 
And this has honestly driven my conviction that the single most important factor in achieving success is great leadership. Well, what a great start, Karen, uh, for a leadership-focused <laughs> podcast. And I certainly have found in my own work uh, the same thing, uh, that leadership is a deciding factor no matter where you are. In your experience, how do most leaders at a baseline think about or respond to uncertainty? Uncertainty is essentially the enemy. Uncertainty holds me, the leader, back from being able to make good decisions. Uncertainty means that I don't have answers and I don't even necessarily know when I'll have any better information to be able to make good decisions. So tell me, when a leader thinks or feels that uncertainty, what becomes their instinctive response to it? Meaning, what do they do? as leaders when they fear it in the way that you've mentioned? We become defensive or we become somewhat erratic and uh, unpredictable, or maybe we become dismissive for the time being thinking, you know, I can wait this out. And all of these are essentially fear-based responses. Mm -hmm. So uncertainty is scary Mm -hmm. and it elicits a stress and a fear-based response a reaction. We have to be aware of how fear can affect us going forward. Why is that? I mean, of all of the things that leaders might be concerned about right now, why should how we respond to uncertainty be among them? There's a lot of COVID-19 that's likely to be, frankly, really scary in the months ahead. Questions about the pandemic, and what things will look like weeks and months from now in the future. Questions to which we don't know the answer, and no one really knows the answer. Leaders will face tough decisions about what comes next, and these decisions will be characterized by significant complexity. And here's the problem. There is no best practice, and there's no playbook that any of us can look to for answers about how to move forward. Okay, so let, let's turn to that, that how we instinctively respond to uncertainty matters. You love to work with leaders on this topic because you think that they might really benefit from shifting their thinking about uncertainty. We should reframe our typical fear-based response or reaction to the uncertainty posed by a pandemic, and we should be a especially cautious about our love of certainty. So let's break that down. Why be so cautious about loving certainty? Well, remember when I said we like to make uncertainty out to be the bad guy? Mm -hmm. Well, it's actually certainty which is bad for us because certainty breeds stagnation. When we are certain we know something, or think something to be true, the the known knowns, right? Mm -hmm. We stop asking questions. And even more dangerous, we leap to action based on our untested and uh, unexamined assumptions. And this stance means that our ability to change things and to innovate will be severely curtailed because of our love of what we know and sort of the way things are now. Now, you remind me of one of my favorite books, Stall Points, 
in that book, the authors looked at the history of large corporations and tried to ascertain what causes a stall point, a flatlining of or a decline in their growth. And they concluded, much as you're suggesting here, that it is the assumptions that a management team holds most dear, the, the ones they don't ask questions about anymore that pose the greatest danger to growth. So you're offering us, I think, a reframe. Maybe certainty is the bad guy. But how should we think about uncertainty then? I'm, I'm not suggesting that we get comfortable or just passively accept that we'll never have perfect answers in the future. What we have to do with uncertainty is give it a big bear hug, right? We have to <laughs> lean into uncertainty and actively embrace it. Now, Karen, hold on. In a <laughs> pandemic, you you can't give handshakes. We certainly can't do a bear hug. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I get it. It's an interesting concept uh, that we should at least theoretically embrace uncertainty. Translate that concept into practice for me, though. When a leader embraces uncertainty, what does the leader actually do? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. These are skills that we can build, right? These are leadership muscles we can build. And the very first step is to stop and pause. So this stop, this breath, this pause allows me to surface what am I feeling and to consider how am I reacting? Am I being triggered to be defensive? Am I wanting to run and bury my head in the sand? Mm -hmm. Am I waffling and not being as effective as I could be? Yeah, the fear-based counterproductive stuff you talked about before. Okay. Yeah. This pause allows us to get perspective and move away from our instantaneous first reaction, which will be suboptimal. So the pause opens us up mm -hmm. to be able to respond more effectively. All right. So step one, pause. And then what? Once we pause, we need to do three things, which are much easier with the prefrontal cortex re-engaged and thoughtful, strategic, and not emotional fear-based thinking. So first, we have to get curious. So ask questions and actively listen to the answers. Paraphrase and repeat back to be sure you've understood and uncovered all the complexity of the issue. So curiosity is the antidote to certainty. Mm -hmm. Ask questions and aim to learn. Now, this is not so you can tell people what to do, <laughs> but so the leader avoids making assumptions, which will inevitably be either wrong or certainly not the full picture. So that's the first thing. Ask questions. Mm -hmm. Second, think about the extreme sort of out-of-whack reactions you could have, the defensive or dismissive or apathetic reaction you could have, and cross those off. Acknowledge them and take them off the table as acceptable reactions. They are fear-based reactions as we try desperately to hold on to what we thought we knew to be true as we try to protect our sense of certainty. Mm -hmm. So that's the second thing. And what's the third? Third is think of what you can say or do, which is, uh, avoids those extreme reactions and which allows the leader to take into account the complexity and the ambiguity of the situation. Will, will every decision be perfect? 
No. But this is the principled way to lead amidst uncertainty. So these four steps or actions, the pause, number one, number two, get to curious, number three, avoid the extremes, choose a balanced response. And that, Craig, is how we give uncertainty a big old bear hug. Okay. Well, I appreciate you translating it into practice. And I think you've given us some really useful tips on how to both think about and then start to navigate uh, the uncertainty that is going to be so prevalent in the days and weeks ahead. So, Karen, thank you so much for joining the program. It's been great to hear from you. Yeah, thank you, Craig. Leadership is a mix of knowledge, skills and behaviors, and attitudes. Karen just gave us some helpful advice about our attitudes. As human beings, our instinctive response to uncertainty is often fear. That fear shows up in very human and simultaneously unproductive responses to uncertainty. To overcome this, we need to shift our attitude around uncertainty. And Karen suggested that perhaps we realize certainty, which we're wired to love, has its downsides. And then she suggested that we embrace uncertainty, turning this attitude into a behavior by demonstrating curiosity and balancing extremes in how we respond. In an earlier episode of Radio Advisory, Ray Wood spoke with me about leading in crisis. And I suggested three questions are important. And these three questions can help you balance extremes in the manner Karen suggested. Those three questions, one, why am I here? Two, what am I doing? And three, why am I doing it? Working your way through these questions is one way of getting curious and balancing extremes in the manner Karen suggested. Now, let's continue our discussion about uncertainty. Meet someone who knows something about how to respond to uncertainty. Jim Veronese, RN, another advisory board leadership development expert. Jim's been with the firm for 15 years, all of them focused on supporting nurses, physicians, and administrators on leadership issues. Prior to joining the advisory board, he had a long career in nursing at the bedside, managing units, and in nursing administration. Hey, Jim, thanks so much for joining us. Good to be here with you, Craig. So, Jim, one of my favorite things to do is travel with you out to our advisory board members and swap stories over an airport beer. Uh, You remember those things, airports? Yeah, I I vaguely remember them, Craig. I'll tell you what, um, I never, ever thought that I would miss sitting in the dreaded middle seat. And yet, here I am. Wow. As much as I miss traveling, Jim, I'm not sure I'm yet missing middle seats, but I'm sure glad (laughs) to be with you virtually today. You know, one of the reasons I love our airport story swapping is because your stories, Jim, are fascinating. You have led through some major crises. You helped FEMA build task force protocols. You've been an administrator on call during emergencies. This is a terrain you know well. So I'm curious, among the uncertainties that you've navigated as a healthcare leader, is there one that stands out as having taught you the most? It's a great question, Craig. You know, thinking back some 20 odd years ago, um, I was a manager of a nursing unit during the largest hospital collapse in the nation, at least up until that point in time. 
1998, the parent of Allegheny General Hospital in Pittsburgh went from being a wealthy, well-funded, well-endowed kind of place to being $1.2 billion in debt and unable to pay the bills within well under a year time frame. So what was it like to be a leader during a crisis like that? It was chaos. I mean, from absolutely every conceivable angle, you know, some vendors hadn't been paid for so long, they actually stopped sending us supplies. You know, there were some high-profile physicians that left the organization for our competitors, of course, taking all their patients with them. A lot of fear of job loss among people, um, just to name the big ones, like things that we had never, ever had to deal with before. Wow. Jim, I'm sure when you were a leader in that environment, your team was looking to you, wondering, Jim, what's happening to us? Full of a million questions. Indeed. And, you know, Craig, the thing is, is I had no idea how to answer those questions. I mean, I was just as stunned and shocked as what they were, you know, um, dealing with my own stuff. And what I really noticed was that the odd behavior really started to pop out. You know, um, units, you know, people hoarding supplies off of the cart. Hello, there it is today. And they take it off and shove it in a drawer, you know, just in case. And, you know, people that you wouldn't expect to be cynical and disruptive suddenly were. Jim, I think that is a position so many leaders can relate to right now. Their team is looking to them for answers, and they just don't have any. They're seeing some behaviors from their team that just are out of the ordinary. In my conversation with Karen, she gave us some great suggestions about how to think about this. Things like checking my fear of uncertainty, being curious, and aiming for balance. What did you do when facing the kind of uncertainty that you described? So I get out there. You know, I just went out and I sat down and I just talked to people. I asked questions, things like, how are you doing today? You know, how's your family? Is there anything that's scaring you today? Just generally giving people an open invitation to talk about whatever it is that they had on their minds at that very moment. So, Jim, getting out there and asking those questions, was that hard for you or is it a natural instinct? I think it's a little bit of a mixture of both of those. You know, I tend to be a relatively outgoing guy, but I'll tell you, never in my wildest imagination did I ever think that I would ever ask somebody, what's scaring you today? And, you know, I had to really get over my own fear and discomfort with the uncertainty that this bankruptcy had brought forth in order to be able to get out there and actually ask that question. Can you tell me a little bit about the fear that you were feeling? What do you think was at the origin of that? I think a lot of the uncertainty. You know, I, I didn't know answers. You know, I had no answers. You know, there was no playbook that I could open up and I could turn to that says, do this. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I had thoughts of literally running away and hiding in my office <laughs> so that I wouldn't have to face that fear. Mm -hmm. I was really afraid about what it is that I was going to hear. And I conjured up in my mind all kinds of things of what people would ask for that I just didn't have answers to. So let's stop there for a minute, because I think that's really interesting. In essence, you described something that Karen told us about, which is your first instinct was 
stay in my office, be fearful of this. <laughs> and you overcame that instinct yeah. and you got out there. As you started to ask some of the questions that you just described, did you indeed hear what you feared hearing or did you hear something else? No. And it, and it's the craziest thing because I conjured up all these other things, but what I heard was absolutely fascinating. You know, I started to hear things from people that were very different from what it is that I had assumed. What were some of the things that you heard that were really helpful to you, not only in showing care and concern for your team, but in actually helping you help them through the crisis? Yeah, so what I heard was people were expressing concern about being able to care for patients. You know, do we have what we need today to be able to deliver the great care that the organization has been known for? How am I going to be able to do this? You know, that was at the core of a lot of what people were expressing. Of course, they were expressing some things about themselves and their own personal fear in terms of job stability. But the vast majority of it was focused on the work that that we did every day. Hmm. So, Jim, I'm really hearing that you say what you should do when facing uncertainty as a leader is get out there, be with your team ask questions. And I'm also hearing that that has value in terms of showing care and concern for your team, but also value to your own decision making. So give us some practical tips for how to do that well. How do you get out there and ask questions in not only a way that demonstrates that you care about your people, but that surfaces the kind of information that helps you lead more effectively? Here's some tips, Craig. Do more listening than talking. Ask the question and let people respond. Have a set of questions, you know, that go beyond how are you or pat statements such as it's going to be okay. Really get at the emotion that is behind the behaviors, the stuff that you're seeing people do or the things that are uncharacteristic that you hear them say. And then do that over and over and over and over again. Because what that gets you is it helps you to uncover the themes of what really is on people's minds, the things that you can actually have control over, the things that you can take action on and rally the team around. What good advice, Jim. Let's take that advice and think about this moment in time, COVID-19. I'm really taken with your suggestion that you should do more than ask general questions like, how are you? What are a couple of questions that you'd be asking if you were out leading in a hospital unit right now? I'd obviously be asking the obvious, Craig. I'd be asking, how are you doing today? How is your family? You know, how are things, you know, when you uh, both inside and outside of work? But I'd also be asking them about not just the scary question, but I'd also be asking them about what are the barriers to you being able to do what it is that you need to do today? What's getting in the way? What don't you have? Or what are you having trouble trying to really get over that hurdle yourself, you know, to find a solution to? Because we're dealing with a lot, a lot of things that just aren't normal because of the uncertainty of the COVID situation. And as you said, then go do that over and over and over and again. And over again. Yeah. So let's change gears a little bit. 
I'm not going to ask you to say, Jim, you know, reflecting back on your experience with the hospital bankruptcy, gosh, I'm glad I went through that. But you did cite it as one of the uncertainties that was the greatest learning experience for you as a leader. Why? What did you learn from it? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't relive it again. But boy, I'll tell you, I felt so much during that moment in time. You know, in one moment, I was feeling overwhelmed, another moment, underwhelmed, totally flabbergasted. And frankly, I didn't think I could do this. You know, but when I really leaned into it and focused back on the purpose, that started to change because it helped us to uncover the things that we could actually have a little bit of control over in an environment that was just totally uncertain in many ways. And that allowed us to tap into our collective strength. Did you learn anything about yourself, you as a person, as a leader? Yeah, not to fear fear. You conjure up in your mind worse things than what it actually is or what it's going to be. And there's this natural tendency to hide behind it. But when you put it out on the surface, it actually helps people to deal with it better. And I learned really to a greater extent than I ever had before just how much my leadership in these and other moments really truly do matter. Wow, what an important reminder. Our leadership matters. And that means in times like this, getting out there, getting curious, showing care, asking the kinds of questions that you suggested. Jim, I'm so thankful for your time and your insights. Thank you for joining us. And hey, I'll see you in that middle seat soon, I hope, okay? Absolutely, Craig. Thanks for having me. May we live in interesting times. If anything, I hope you've realized, if you are worried about uncertainty and how to navigate it, know that lots of others are too. You are not alone. I also hope you've heard today how much your leadership matters. And I think we've learned that leadership in this moment requires both the right attitude, for example, the point about shifting how you think about uncertainty, and the right behaviors, for example, getting out there, and asking questions with your team. We want to hear from you. What did today's episode stir up for you? Send us your questions. Send us your feedback. You can reach us at podcasts at advisory.com. That's podcasts with an S. And I hope that you'll join us for the next edition of our radio advisory mini-series on leadership. Our topic next time, emotional resilience. Just sign up for the Radio Advisory podcast feed on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. Thank you for joining us today. We'll be living with this uncertainty for a while, but we'll do it together.